Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, guys? It's Jared from The Corner Booth. Do you like living balls out? Oh, boy, do I have a spot for you. Over 200,000 customers happily agree Ballsy is the best place for men's grooming products for your man area. Free of BS chemicals like paraben and sulfate made right here in the U.S. of A., Go to Ballsy.com, use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all capitals. Ballsy is an official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast and Belly Up Sports. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clinton, alongside my intern, Samir, and host of the Tailgate on the Quad Pod, Yeats endorser, and very and not so happy Bruins fan, Mr. Kevin. Um, boys, happy Tuesday. We are back. I uh, hope you all had a great Memorial Day. Um, yeah, NFL for the first day of the uh, new, like the big day for the NFL, June first. A lot of contracts change right now and everything else, and we're kind of staring down. We're waiting for something to happen. I guess first off, we'll kick it off right now. Julio Jones, um, Kevin, you you said you heard first a team offered a first, the Patriots offered a second, and then the Falcons wanted a first, and they said go f off. So. The rumors are yeah. the Falcons have an offer with a first rounder involved on the table. Uh, the Patriots reportedly offered Sony Michelle in a 2022 second. Uh, the Falcons wanted a 2023 first. Did not see if that was in addition to the second or instead of the second. Uh, if it means getting Sony Michelle off this damn team, I will give the Falcons a first round pick. I'll give them a 2022 first round pick. Wow. Wow. Do not like Sony. That's good to hear. Yeah, Yeah, I don't see why Damian Harris is not the lead, like just like the workhorse back at this point. It could uh, it could definitely happen this season. I could see it happening this season. I know I I know Bill doesn't like the the committee or Bill likes the committee. But I think Damian Harris has what it takes to be the lead back. Yeah, he made a big jump in year two, so that's kind of why I think they were waiting to see how big of a jump he had made. But towards the end of the year, he they started giving it to him more and Sony Michelle less. I mean, yeah, I, I, and also, uh, I was just going to uh, jump back on the Julio news. I got a notification the other day saying that the Titans were the favorites. I don't know how... how uh true or how true that statement is but that's just the reports i've gotten from my uh, uh insider in, uh resources i mean from everybody yeah no, w- way to way to spend that there big guy um <laughs> i mean i could definitely see the team throwing a first round pick at the um 
Falcons, it being the Titans. That it that alone, from what Kevin said before, automatically eliminates the Patriots, and it automatically eliminates the uh, Rams because they don't have a first round pick till Samir's gonna have kids. So basically, <laughs> I mean, like they, they, there's no chance. I mean, the Rams probably threw like, hey, we'll give you a second and a third and a uh, second next year, and they're the they're the Falcons are probably like. Eh. We want a first this year. We want to rebuild now, which I mean I, I get, but at the same time, it's just this is just a weird situation. Everything's so cloak and dagger, and you know he's gonna get moved. It's just a matter of which team's gonna either cough it up or is Atlanta finally just gonna say fuck it and just slap a second rounder and call it a day. I don't think this is a sign the team's rebuilding. If they were rebuilding, they would have also traded Matt Ryan and not taking Kyle Pitts at four. True. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think they would have gone, they would have gone fields. It, it's his cap hit. That's why they're looking to get rid of him. They also probably think they probably with uh, Ryan, they probably got what, two or three more years of being contenders. They get a defense out there. Yeah. So they don't have any more years of being contender. Contenders. Yeah. I mean, because, it's kind of, it's kind of just weird to where that team is. I mean, the team doesn't, the team is by no shape, a contender now, but they have their quote unquote franchise quarterback in a very good offense. Uh, but it's just like, where do you go? And in that stack division too, I think that's kind of what's screwing them over. Yeah. I mean, it really, it, in my eyes, it really just comes down to Atlanta. It's, well, Kev was right. Cap hit definitely sounds more plausible than me. Just automatically, Oh, rebuild. But going back to who the, the favorites are, I'm really hoping it's Tennessee who offered the first round pick, not a certain team from Broad Street, because I just, <laughs> I just I'm really tired of my Eagles just irritating me from the front office. And speaking of irritating me, there are apparently two teams still in on Deshaun Watson. Um, par- uh, reportedly, it is still the Eagles and the Dolphins watching his legal, like all of his legal stuff that's going on right now. Um, I How just, does that make you feel as an Eagles fan? Oh my God, fucking shoot me! I'm I'm sorry. Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. He is. He is an exceptional talent. He may be also the biggest sexual deviant we've seen in the NFL since Darren Sharper. Also, um, at the same time, Keith Jalen hurts a fucking shot. I'm sorry. Like you've been basically the open competition thing i didn't really i, I knew it was kind of like it, it kind of that's kind of works with jalen's thing he likes the competitiveness of it he's always been a competitor that's why he says rents do i loved it i loved his response to that and it's joe flacco and uh the kid jamie newman it's not really like he has a competition it's like okay we've a washed up backup with a cannon and a guy who didn't get drafted i think they're gonna be okay he's gonna be okay but I think they have a good, solid team that could win a division with, with Hurts at the helm. Yes, Watson's there, but something does – I will say it's just like they're probably watching the proceedings. I don't know if that means they're still interested or they're just going to see what's going on. I don't know. If, if the they reports are, are they're watching to see what happens to make a trade. Oh, fucking kill me. I just I, – I, I'm just done with this. Seriously. Eagles, front office, just shut the fuck up. Take Jalen Hurts, see if he works. If he doesn't, oh my god, you have three first round picks next year and a buttload of salary cap. Uh, oh my lord, 
And there's also like three or four good quarterbacks coming out next year. If you really are that hell bent on replacing Jalen Hurts. This is just stupid to me. Miami, that doesn't really surprise me because their GM has made more trades and he's been there for games. I believe the number was, and he's a he, this this dude makes like Howie Roseman look like a freaking uh, that guy who folds on fifteen. Uh, I just I mean the the Dolphins though he has it's been a really good turnaround for that team. Oh no, I'm not knocking him for it. I'm saying this guy is an aggressive GM, and it does not surprise me that's the other team that's involved. Howie's a moron. That's why the Eagles are involved. But <laughs> the the GM so. Hey, listen, Samir, you guys have Dave Gettleman as a GM. I wouldn't talk. Uh, also, <laughs> Tua's, Tua's comments weren't great. Yeah. Uh-oh. He said he wasn't comfortable calling plays last year. Oh, no. He, he went to the line, knew a play wasn't going to work, but was not comfortable to, enough to audible out of it. I heard one NFL guy basically talking about those comments, and he's like, is this Tua base? They're basically lining up to be like, okay, Tua – we're dangling two out here. Who wants Tua? He's good. He's, he knows the plays now. That's what some guys, that's one of the NFL guys I listened to this week during that monsoon of a rainstorm we had over the weekend was saying. And you, and you know, they, they've also been saying that Tua's voice has gotten lower. So, you know, <laughs> I think that. Definitely the beard. I think that ups his trade value probably up a, a round of picks. You're thinking, you know, third rounds, you're going up to second now. I was talking. Uh, to the guys at puberty. I was talking to an old head, like, NFL fan. I'm talking, like, since, like, the 70s. I said I was talking to him the other day. I'm like, dude, what has been up with NFL reporting? Even since my childhood, it's gone, like, wonky. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, just, like, it's everything's so hair-trigger now. Everything is like, oh, Tua shaved his beard. It looks like more like a leader. Or, um, oh, Aaron Rodgers is in, like, like on vacation with Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley and Miles Teller's wife. And I'm like... God, if they were even worse, Miles Teller's an Eagles fan. They could be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers to the Eagles, confirmed. I'm thank God nobody said that shit. But, like, it's it's ridiculous to me. NFL media has gotten so hair trigger. It's and because it's social media. I know. It's, it's every media. sport. I mean, before NFL media or sports media in general is you'd have to get a story, a story out for the morning paper. And if you went on radio or on, like, if you were a sports reporter for a local station, that's really what it was for a while. But now with the rise of social media, you need to be putting out content all the time. So minor things like this are going to get blown up to make a story out of it and get content out there. It's the ADHD generation as a poster child for that. I do not like it. <laughs> it's not even I, just ADHD. It's just, it's what the expectation has become that anything that comes out, you will report on immediately. But that also leads to a lot of false rumors and stuff, which are always fun to cover, too. And not only that, just the smallest things being drawn out for, like, days and days. Like, I'm sick of it. Like, we're just, like, okay, and not to pivot, but the Kyrie thing is just, like, we're just milking it, aren't we? Like, now we're going to see what KG says, and now we're going to say what what uh, Richard Jefferson has to say about what Richard KG said. Richard Jefferson's <laughs> also soft, by the way. I want to address oh, super this soft. real quick. Um. Are we done with NFL talk for now? I was going to talk Rodgers quick, but if you guys want to move on, we'll go back to Aaron Rodgers later. It's up to you guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll just pivot to Kyrie for now. Okay. Um, so we'll Richard Jefferson's so soft. He's like, oh, no one cares what you have to say, KJ. You've done more disrespectful things when you were playing. First off, Richard Jefferson, he did that to his face. It was pointed out how he said happy Mother's Day to Tim Duncan right after he lost his mom. He said it to Tim Duncan's face. He did not say <laughs> like, it after the game. a basketball player of all time. I know all these things. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I know you do. Oh, yeah. This is – people are going to be listening to this. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's not after the game, doing it like a snake, whispering it to someone, like Kyrie did with the logo. He said it to Tim Duncan during the game. Or, also I saw something. Uh, the Bucks. a bunch of people on Twitter were trolling the Bucks, saying, oh, the Heat are going to sweep you. You're going to get bounced in the first round again, blah, blah. So then the Bucks social media team – made a montage of all those tweets with the score of each game and then the Heat's fans' reactions after the Heat were knocked out. Richard Jefferson commented on a post about it. There's no place for this in the NBA. You need to be more professional. You shouldn't be trolling. Richard Jefferson is the softest motherfucker to ever step on an NBA court. All right. First off, yeah, no, Kevin, that was my mistake. Because, yes, the folks at home, by the way, my boy KG, one of my favorite athletes ever to walk this earth, also said that Carmelo Anthony, his wife, tasted like Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, it's a little rated R. Also, yeah. <laughs> he also said that um, Charlie Villanueva was a cancer patient. Guy to alopecia. Um, also, he came back as a letter. No, I said he's a cancer to his team. Also, my or my favorite story about KG quickly was Joe Kendall walks up to him and says, "You're my favorite. You were my favorite player growing up." Fuck off. That's what he said to him. I was like, yo. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just the greatest stories of all time. But, yes, Ke- Kevin Garnett's on point, though, because it, it – it, oh, fuck Richard, Jeff- Richard Jefferson. I'm sorry. That dude had about three years where he was relevant in the NBA and barely. He was like Victor Oladipo relevant, like barely relevant as like a number two or number three guy on the Nets. Like I just, or even the Spurs. I just, first of all, the Bucks, Bucks shot the Bucks social media. That's just good comedy right there. Yeah, that was awesome. That's, I was that's, just, I, that's just good stuff. I love it. I saw that video, but I didn't see Richard Jefferson comment on it. And Richard Jefferson, when are you going to learn that going after KG is a fool's errand, man? That man, he, that man has just – he's so disrespectful to people that it just – everything bounces off him like kryptonite. I mean like um like rubber, bo- rubber, rubber balls. I mean um, he just – I'm going to say Teflon. I don't want to say kryptonite. Um, I just – this whole Kyrie – so my thing on the Kyrie thing, one, check out our boy Kev's article. It's awesome. It's hysterical, and it's on point. First off, should the guy be being put up on criminal charges for the goddamn water ball getting thrown? No. Banned from the, banned from the, the Celtics arena? Sure. But people got to calm down, man. I, well, first of all, the fans running out of the court, that shit's got me a little like, okay, everyone's got to chill a little bit. But the water <laughs> yeah, ball, it was a plastic bottle. So I get arresting him and taking him out of the court. And then if you get arrested, you do have to, if you're detained, yeah. you do have to go to court for it. So if they want to just say assault, fine. Assault with a dangerous weapon, someplace even report a deadly weapon, it's a fucking water bottle, like you said, Jared. It's not even a full water bottle. It was empty. If it was a full water bottle, okay, you don't want to hit him in the eye. You don't, if he's not expecting it, he might go, like, whatever. But an empty water bottle? I've seen girls get hit with, I've seen a girl and a guy at a food fight in my high school get hit with a full <laughs> water bottle. Not even kidding. They cracked it. The guy cracked it open and yucked it at a crowd, hit two people with it. I'm like, that's got to hurt. This was. Uh, in- did, did you hear why, what Kyrie's reasoning, like why he thinks that happened? No, because he thinks all Boston fans are racist. Now, yeah, Boston he, he said. Fans, Boston fans do they have a best reputation, the whole Tory Hunter stories and all that other shit from back in the day. 
No. Do I think this is race motivated? No. It's because Kyrie's a snake. He said it was subtle racism. Kyrie, Kyrie, if um, if it was also, like, I I want to address that real quick. Yeah, Boston doesn't have the great best record. You know what? Who else doesn't have the best record with race relations? Literally every city in the fucking world. That's a good point. I'm not excusing it, but it's not a Boston only thing. I'm not saying it is a Boston only thing. I'm saying Boston doesn't have the best doesn't have the best history with it. But I'm not I'm not ripping Boston in this any situation. I'm saying Kyrie took advantage of something that every, it's kind of semi known, but then he adds on to it by saying, "Oh, this was race motivated." Kyrie, you just one you disrespected Boston by the way you left, by the way you played there. On top of that, you were like you made all these promises you you dipped. I'd explain this to a Nets fan today. I was like, "Listen, like the reason Celtics fans are fucking pissed is because the dude once stepped on the fucking logo." That's disrespectful as shit. And he made if it was accidental, you like like it was like how like he like he he made it like emphatic and it was just it like, was a it was a certain swiping it was a yeah, it was okay emphatic. he did it weirdly he made it known and emphatic that he was doing that while also trying to do it subtly. Which like if yeah. he did it during the game or like right after when they were celebrating, honestly, I'd have more respect for the move. Yeah, yeah. like Baker doing the flag. Or fucking um, like T.O. on the star. I'd respect that more because you're making it very well known in your opinions. You're not being a snake about it. And Kyrie's kind of had this opinion over the years. Like, and everyone's like, (sighs) I had to explain this. I'm like, you're not a, you're not a Kyrie guy. I'm like, I used to be back when him and LeBron were doing things back when they basically saved the NBA by knocking the, by interrupting the uh, dynasty of the Golden State Warriors. And he hit that clutch shot that was just incredible. But I swear he got clonked in the head by the Larry O'Brien trophy in that in that celebration. Because ever since he hit that shot, Kyrie's just been a basket case. And I... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I am just like, huh? I love how Kyrie said, I want out of Cleveland because I want to be the guy. I want to be the team leader. I want to be taking the last shot. And I want to be like the guy for a city. He comes to Boston. He has those opportunities. He has a young Jason Tatum who's not 
the player he is today and not the player he will become. The team was good around him, not great. He had a chance to be the guy and win games. So what did he do? He was a locker room cancer. Everyone fucking hated him. And he sat out games because he didn't want to be the guy. And then he left to go make a super team because he was scared to be the guy all of a sudden. And he's Katie and Harden's, um, I'm not going to say the word, but he's basically the, he's like the third, he's like the Alfred to Batman and Robin, which is, uh, Katie and Harden. I'm sorry. Cause Katie's one of the top 20 greatest players I've ever watched in my life. And Harden is maybe one of the best scores I've ever seen. Kyrie's definitely like the third, uh, the third wheel on that team, uh, team up. I mean, uh, like Brooklyn's fun to watch. I just, I can't stand Kyrie though. I, I, it's just this whole thing just annoys me. And the, I will elaborate more on this about the Phil, the Philly fan because it bugs me. I just, what is it? Um, our, our, uh, me and Samir actually both have checked out this podcast before. If you haven't checked it out, it's, they're from a different company, but it's this league. And the girl who hosts it said this very this this uh, very on point thing. She says NBA fans have been cooped up for the past year and a half. There are no fans in the bubble. There's not been fans at games since the whole um, Dallas Mavericks versus the Jazz, Rudy Gobert coughing on the microphone fiasco, whatever. Um, and people have been cramped up and they don't know how to act. And so social skills have gone down the tube, and NBA fans are acting out like crazy. Now the dude who ran the cell, the, the floor against the during the uh, um, Wizards and Sixers game, that shit crazy. I, I I honestly that stuff bugs me more than the the fan chucking an empty water ball at Kyrie's dumb head. But that's more common though too. Fans running onto the field and the court is more common than fans being able to throw shit at a player. Yeah, how come the the I've been I've noticed that like. Uh, there's a big difference in the NFL and NBA, and I think it's just because, like, how close NBA fans are to the action or whatever. But, like, think about when, like, um the guy streaked at the Super Bowl. Everyone was just like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Nobody was like, this is this is disgusting and disrespectful. It was different for the NBA, and I, I it, it's interesting to know why. I guess because it's, it's just more intimate setting. Yeah, and I mean— Someone even did it last year in the NFL. Yeah. So it's not like this is a thing where it's like, oh, fans are cooped up. Like, people have been going out to sporting events before the NBA season started. Yeah. So it's not necessarily fans are cooped up. They don't know how to act. It's just people are so sensitive about this now. Players are getting in their post-game press conferences, acting tough, complaining about it. And it's ridiculous. You're getting paid millions of dollars. If someone throws a little popcorn at you, Calm down. So, would you say, Kevin, this is more on the players and how, like, the league is getting, the NBA is almost getting, like, the culture is getting a little too, like, star-sensitive now? A little bit. I also, I don't necessarily think it's the players. I just think it's also, like Samir said, it's NBA fans being soft about it. Should they have thrown the water ball in the popcorn? No, not at all. You shouldn't do that. This isn't as, like, I'm going to take what Katie said. This isn't a circus. This isn't a zoo. These are humans. They're pl- They're doing their jobs. You shouldn't be throwing shit at them. However, why is it so different when the NBA does it? It's because NBA fans are hypersensitive about everything, partially because they love – NBA fans love the stars an uncomfortable amount. True. Like, I have never met an NFL fan who really liked a player, except maybe some Tom Brady fans, who would sleep with the player they love. I've never met a Patrick <laughs> Pohns fan where I'm like, if they had the opportunity, they would probably bend over and expose themselves to Patrick Mahomes to let him do what they want. But I can't say that about, like, 
KD and LeBron fans. I LeBron sexuals are a real thing. I think they would get on their knees for LeBron. Same thing with um, uh, like KD, Kawhi. Kawhi fans are. I didn't realize Kawhi fans were a real thing until. Like one of my boys, he is a Kawhi follower. That man will follow Kawhi to wherever, like, team he goes for. Like he was a Lakers fan growing up because he loved Kobe, but then he's like, oh, Kawhi Leonard's my guy. And he's a Clippers fan. I even though he was, he went to like seven Spurs games. I'm like, it's it bewilders me because I mean, I'm a, I'm an NFL and baseball fan first. So for me, it never made sense to like a superstar. I mean, yeah, I had favorite players, but right now I don't really have a fair player on my favorite baseball team. I like certain guys more than others, but um, and same thing with like my like the Eagles. Like, I really don't have a favorite player yet, but I did. He got traded, so on to the next one. It's, it's that's why NBA fans never really. I never understood. I never got. I understand. Like I never liked the star first culture, though. I always like team first. Ergo, I was a Timberwolves fan back when their best player was like Theo Ratliff. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't like the uh, it doesn't feel right to me to like be a fan uh, to switch teams uh, based on a star. That doesn't feel right to me as a fan at all. I'm not going to diss other people and how they enjoy sports. If you enjoy sports, that's great. But I just feel like what are you going to just you're just moving cities. You have no allegiance like there's no like culture. You're just entering a culture, then leaving it. It feels like it wouldn't be something I enjoy. I, I bet other people enjoy it. But and I mean, look, if a guy leaves in free agency amicably, he doesn't force his way out. He doesn't demand a trade. He just waits till he's a free agent and leaves. And you're like, I want to see him do well. He played well for us. I want to see him do well. I get that. That's fine. That's how I felt about, felt about Tom Brady. I wasn't a Bucks fan. I didn't care yeah. that much. If the Bucks lost, I wasn't going to go cry myself to sleep. But diehard loving one man, following him wherever he goes is a little weird to me. It, it is. I mean, like, my, my father as a kid grew up idolizing two athletes, Yastrzemski in Boston and uh, Tarkenton in Minnesota for the Vikings. But, like, that's it. Like, I mean, like, when you're a kid, you have athletes you respect and love. Like, in baseball, I loved A-Rod and Randy Johnson. Those were my two favorite players growing up. But they sw- they swapped teams multiple times. I didn't care. It was like, I still suck with my teams. So, I, it's just, it's an odd feeling to me. Like, I bought a KG Celtics jersey after with my Timberwolves. But I still root for the Timberwolves more than the Celtics. Like, they played each other and root for the T-Wolves. Even though they were yeah. going to get the ass kicked. Yeah, no, like, that's fair. I just it's I think it's also like our like I hate saying Samir's generation, but like Gen Z is very it's the Instagram like the that kind of it even started beforehand. But like, I mean, I mean, Kevin, when we were kids, though, like this whole star centric thing wasn't really a thing yet. It was starting. It's always sort of been a thing. Like there's the famous clip, uh, Michael Jordan goes to a ref i got fouled on that i didn't see it yeah well i got fouled okay i'll believe you mike because it's michael jordan yeah it's always been there more so in basketball than other sports and yeah at least protect their star players that's just common business sense but it's just gotten worse uh some executive in the nba said the way that the nba bows to stars now is the biggest issue in the league i agree I'm all for player control, but more so player control in terms of revenue shares, 
protecting them, giving them a pension, health insurance after they retire. Not them bitching and moaning their way into getting whatever the fuck they want. No, I agree. Like, that's why, like, if I'm if I was ever like a sports league, any kind of sports league, I always go for 50-50 split between the owners and players and anything because the owners don't have the players' best interest at heart. Their best interest is their wallet, their paycheck. Do they care about some of the players? Sure, some of them might be good guys. But at the same time, like, you see certain aspects of it. You see certain um, examples. But at the same time, in most sports, the owners really don't give two shits about the players. The players, they're, they're sometimes they're assets. As horrible as to say, you can't tell me it's not true, at least to some extent. So I am all for players getting equal, like good representation, good benefits, everything else for like playing these leagues because some of these guys it takes a toll on their bodies. So you know that, but like the, what the NBA players are doing is what not to do with power. And so, uh, like, yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to hop in here and like kind of spin it uh, towards like the MLB side of it, where it's like. They're starting to like establish this star culture. I think they're kind of looking at what the NBA is doing and trying to uh, like utilize it with uh, you know, like the big four, like Tatis, Tatis, uh, Soto, Acuna, uh, Harper. Why? Yeah, I mean, and and I think it's interesting, but I also think it 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 does glean into like a lot of the thoughts of the owners. I think the owners are thinking. You know, if we start making stars, quote unquote, of course, it makes the game obviously much more interesting. And we've seen like views are going way up and stuff like that. But I also think it goes to show like they are like we can see these massive contracts. I think they think that uh, us as fans are going to see these massive contracts like, you know, the Tatis contract and stuff and think, oh, that's, you know, players rights when really it's not, you know, the league, you know, the they're still in the minors. Guys are getting boned and like the salaries still all time low. Like, look at the Pirates. Like there are no uh, team minimums for salaries and stuff like that. So I still think like I think the u- utilization of like stars in especially in the MLB like kind of is hiding a lot of like the injustices to like uh, lesser players. I I want to say we'll say one thing about baseball before we move on, unless Kevin, you got something to add to this as well. Um, I love what the MLB is doing. I was about to, I, I actually, oh absolutely. I was about to hit up our boy Steve today because I was texting like, is baseball becoming like mainstream cool again? Because I think it is. Like the show is back and like you. It's hot like, in the streets, man. Yeah, you have, you see people going to ba- baseball games are selling out. I'm like, what's going on now? Everyone's talking. People are talking baseball at bars again. I was like, I was at a bar about three three or four nights ago. I was like, people are talking baseball and it's not even Yankees Red Sox. It's like they're talking about Tatis and the Dodgers. I was like, I hate the Dodgers, but like I'm like they're talking about a sport that I grew up loving as a kid and I always wanted to be cool. And like, I think so. Baseball is doing is going at. They need the star culture. Where the NBA went too heavy on it. Tatis star, Mookie Betts star, um, Shohei Otani star in the making. Mike Trout. They need to market that motherfucker more if he stays healthy. Bryce Harper controversial but a star. He can. He's also in a market in Philadelphia that's embraced him like crazy, which I love. I love how Philadelphia's like wrapped their arms around him. Oh, dude, I have a story. My neighbor, or not my neighbor, my roommate, my college roommate. Mm-hmm. He lives uh, in a in a suburb right outside of Philly. Okay. Uh, 
the same suburb where Bryce Harper has a mansion. And apparently there's a kid that, that used to go to his high school that every single day he just bikes in front of Bryce Harper's mansion, just sits there and watches him, watches the house. That's creepy. That's <laughs> just so like creepy. waiting for maybe Bryce Harper will come, which of course he never does. And it's just like, <laughs> what are you doing? That's so weird. That's so I would weird. hate that if I were a professional athlete. Oh my God. I mean, well then again, didn't, um, uh, didn't you and my cousin live around the corner from Tom Brady for a hot minute back when you guys were kids? Uh, not Tom Brady. A lot of players live in our town. Uh, yeah. I think Winovich lived here for a while. Uh, I think okay. Mayo might have lived here for a while. I've seen Gronk's house. He lives in a town over from me, so where he yeah. lived. I mean, I will say this. like One thing about the Harper thing, like, and you could even throw up to They need to market to Gronk better. New York... Needs to like this guy oh, with him last night. Holy hell, that man just threw nine straight pitches, a hundred miles an hour or more. I was like, what the shit? Like I didn't see that since Randy Johnson when I was a kid. I was like, and you know, he got the first RBI of the game for the Mets too. And I was just like, the MLB is on that rise where they're making baseball cool. And guys like Tatis is the savior of baseball. He is because. I he plays for a rival team and I love this guy. I follow him on Instagram. I, I love I seeing mean, his highlights. He's just fun. Harper walked so Tatis could run. We're gonna let's just say that. Oh real yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. I will uh, completely I, agree with that. I'm concerned baseball is gonna try and market every good player. They shouldn't market Degrom. They should not try to make Degrom into a superstar because he's hurt half the year. It doesn't make sense to market that way. Mike Trout is a quiet guy. He doesn't do much. You shouldn't market Mike Trout the same way you're going to market Harper, Tatis, Acuna. Oh, I love Ronnie. Those should be the big three that you're marketing. Yeah. I also even market substars. Like, market a star from – if you're going to find a star from each team, I'll even put out my guy, Marte. Fourth MVP voting last year. Got hosed on injury injury this year. But dude's just pure energy. Kind of a little similar personality to Tatis. If he's, he's, you know, he's fun to watch, switch hitting an outfielder with a lot of power. I loved watching. Like, when he was he he was playing last night, so I had to watch my boy Cattell hit. But I think the MLB has a unique opportunity where they have a lot of marketable guys now. Whereas, like, when we were kids, there was maybe five or six guys who really actually had personalities. And some of them, <coughs> A-Rod, weren't the nicest people. So, you know, now you have these guys who are marketable. And it's working. The, MB- the MLB's numbers are skyrocketing, and it's great. I watched the game last. I watched uh, seven out of the nine innings last night. I also I think also, that like, oh, you can go, Kev. I was. I also think there are teams that will never have a player that you should market as a player. You should try to market as a player for that team. The New York Yankees. You should never market an individual player. The Yankees. They make sure those guys have no personality. You can't have a beard. You can't have fun when you play for the Yankees. You have to respect the pinstripes and play with honor and like in the olden days no so fuck the yankees market the team short one of your money makers it's one of your historically good teams you have to market that as a team you cannot market an individual i do agree with kevin but the one year the yankees cut loose they won the world series so i mean i'll I'll just leave that there oh they should (laughs) let their players do whatever they want they're a they're grown-ass men. Let them have beards. Yeah, I know. Like, and I mean, RIP to George Steinbrenner, but he's been dead for, what, 10 years now? Like, come on. Let, let, like, enough of this shit. Like, so something – and I – listen, I'm just going to bow down and not say anything, all right? Because there's nothing I can say about the about the stupid – I don't – you know, grow facial hair. I don't care. It's fun. I don't know. 
It's the same thing with the Islanders. I don't get it. They have I. I'm not gonna. I'll just sit here and take it. Okay, it's fine. But anyways, look, telling I another think, man how to dress and grow his facial hair kind of sus. Yeah, very sus. All right. All right. Maybe it is kind of sus. I don't know. <laughs> I concede. But I do think that like, uh, it's very interesting with baseball too because you know with NBA we have this star culture. Also because a star can dominate the game at all times. You know, even with even with Tatis, Tatis can only help the team marginally. So, you know, we can build up these stars, but I think it's also interesting. We could have teams with no stars and they'll be just as interesting because, you know, if a star walks, if Tatis walks, you know, the Padres can go, all right, we'll trade you for a bunch of assets and we could still field a good team because a baseball team isn't just the shortstop. You know, you could just have a great bullpen or have a really good rotate. There's just different ways to go about it. So the stardom, having the stardom adds flair to the MLB that uh, it doesn't, that it won't go overboard like the NBA. I will say this. MLB is the most individualized team sport. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Whereas yeah. it's one-on-one for every pitch, every at-bat. Once the ball, once there's contact, though, it becomes a team sport. Communication, chaos, all this other stuff. But what the MLB has to do, and they may have to make sure they don't go too far, is they need to market star players, obviously. Market brands like the Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Dodgers. And, like, another guy they should market the hell out of, and it drives me nuts, is Tim Anderson. I love this guy. I love watching him. Like, I did, a, I was doing a franchise for the show, and he's literally like one of the first guys I traded for. I was like, all right, I got this pro- – I traded, like, four of our top prospects. I'm like, I want a power-hitting shortstop. Give me Timmy. Like – like the White Sox are are one of my World Series pick, but also are just gonna be are just look like they're fun as hell to watch. In their first place, I'm happy as hell watching them. I watched them. I think they were on Sunday Night Baseball a couple weeks ago or Wednesday night, whatever it was. I watched about five innings. I was like, this is great. This is a great team to watch. I've so many other guys to, like that are fun to watch. And I was just like, you know what? This is this is baseball right here. Like, there's actually good teams that are coming out of nowhere. It's not just the same seven teams making the playoffs. 
I have two points. One, uh, the league also needs to market Trevor Bauer better. That man's electric. Yes. He's so He's polarizing. Awesome. You either love him or you hate him, and they need to capitalize on that. Two, you said the White Sox are a fun team to watch. Imagine the White Sox with Fernando Tatis. My two that two. would have been a thing if they did not trade him to the Padres for James for Shields. For James Shields. <laughs> Don't give me a about big game, James. I didn't even um, realize that until the other day, that he was part of that trade. But, yeah. like, they also, it also led way to get Tim Anderson on the field. But um, I think they would rather take Tatis. Gonna be I, I know. I mean, they're both superstars. I mean, the one's a star, one's a superstar. Um, I Hey, you know what? Here's what I'll argue. Tony LaRusa. And, like, that team is, like, the most rootable – like, you could root for the White Sox any day. I'll, I'll, I'll give you – I'll say this. Would the White Sox rather have Tatis and Anderson? I mean, like, if you think – if you really take a look at, at – I mean, Tatis' defense this year, it's been horrid. And if you if you add up probably his, his you know, combined – the defensive run saved, Anderson's pretty solid on defense. I think you're getting a much serviceable – like, a – an equally as serviceable shortstop because of the comparison of their offensive. Because you know Anderson's good offensively, Tatis yeah. is great. Anderson's good defensively, Tatis is very bad. So I think that just evens out. Fair. Also, just fuck Tony Larusa. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, we'll throw that one out there for Can sure. Can we like make that part of our bio, like an Instagram post, like part of our bio? Like, it's Samir. By the way, your meme. Gotta give credit where credit's due, man. That was that Thank was beautiful. You. As Admiral of the Goon Squad himself, Samir, good job. <clears throat> Speaking of baseball, though, did you guys hear about the Rays? Oh shit! Oh. Well, I'm I love the, the throwback unis the other day were gorgeous. I love those old ones. Oh, those are pretty. So they're trying to negotiate a new stadium, and the owner. There's a lawsuit with the owner involving minority investors. So the mayor of St. Petersburg has cut off negotiations with them. There's a Tampa Bay City Council meeting the other day. Tampa Bay Times report that Rays President Brian Old told uh, Tampa Bay City Council member Charlie Miranda that if a new ballpark agreement is not reached, the team w- is looking up, na- looking into Nashville to move to. Oh, I still say it's in the AL East too. That's still an Eastern Time Zone team. Ooh, I like this a lot. Um. um Nashville is not Central. Nashville, Nashville Central? Central. Okay. Once you get around that area, get a little dicey. That's my bad, folks. It is Central Time Zone. I would absolutely love that because uh, the Trop is the most disgusting field I think I've ever seen. Stadium, field, court, anything. It is horrid. If if I were to imagine what it'd be like to spend a day in the Trop, it probably smells like mothballs. Uh, the food is probably disgusting. Uh, by the way, have you seen all the fly balls that just get lost in the lights? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I so, mean, so I didn't didn't somebody hit one off the catwalk? Yeah, and, that happens oh, all the time. They always do that. Yeah. First of all, the dumbest placement of a catwalk I've ever seen in my life. And if your eyes get fo- sore from the disgusting field, take a look over to the scoreboard. You can look at an orange. <laughs> well, yeah. So they're trying to negotiate a new stadium, but if not, uh, they'll go to Nashville, which I, I love. I love that's that. That's great. Love it. Keep say it's the Rays though. Uh, I guess what would you what would you be if you go to you can't be the Nashville Rays. Uh, sound. 
Um, could try to play off the Predators name. Nashville. Uh, I think we I need know. a Nashville. I think we need a hot chicken Nashville. Nashville drunk white girls. <laughs> that would be a triple A team if I've ever heard one. The Nashville hot chickens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, oh my god. Fit in perfectly with the Montgomery biscuits. <laughs> oh, the chicken sandwich series every year. The Nashville hot chicken versus the Montgomery biscuits. That's awesome. <laughs> That would oh, be fantastic. I need this now more than I need anything else in my life. It would be the Popeye series. Call it the oh, Popeye series. There we go. Perfect. Get some money in there. Get some sponsors. Oh, genius. We need like, it. Like the, like, the, 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 like the cool woman from all the Popeye's commercials, she's actually filming a commercial at the stadium at like a concession stand. Like, that's moneymaker right there. Yeah, they would need uh, – they're probably they'd probably make it some country music theme name. I love it. I'm all on board for this. Oh, I am too. Um, one team that I was surprised, like they kind of settled on the. It's been quiet, and they kind of settled their stuff behind the scenes. Was Arizona was about to like their lease on um, Chase Field was about to be up, and they were talking about relocating, and they suddenly just kind of just disappeared, and they kind of just figured it out because for some reason Phoenix loves the Diamondbacks, which I'm 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 cool with. That I love Chase Field. I can't wait to go. I'm supposed to go at the end of the season, so. Oh, that's awesome! Really? Yeah, my sister actually went there before me. She and her, uh, she and my, and her, she and her boyfriend went to. Uh, we're doing a cross country trip. They stopped in Phoenix. Their description of it was: we're driving through a very, like you know, it's a city, but it's everything's very low in Phoenix. Like the sky rise is very low, and then you just see a stadium the size of like a, like the size of a mountain explode out of the ground on the sky on the horizon. She goes, it was like a really cool stadium to see too, because I guess it's like monstrous. It's bigger than an it's like bigger than an NFL stadium. Well, it's huge. it does seem massive, like cavernous. I love it. Like the, like one of my favorite things cause I play you know, if I play for the Diamondbacks in the show, one of my favorite things is hitting a moonshot in the left center and just watching it just go. Like there's nothing stopping it; it just keeps going. So that's the coolest. Thing. Also, like the scoreboard, everyone complains about the scoreboard and how like there's that overhang and everything else. I'm like I kind of like that. It's kind of quirky. So, um. Speaking of relocations, by the way, yes, uh, there's some rumors going on. Back to some NBA talk. Whoa, really? My Timberwolves per... are involved in that. What? Aren't my Timberwolves involved in that? Per Dan Feldman, Kevin Garnett wants to keep the franchise in Minnesota if slash when he becomes an investor. However, the gift of Glenn Taylor keeps on giving. Alex Rodriguez wants to move the team to Seattle, where he played seven years in the MLB. Bring back the Sonics? Fucking kill me. If we become the Sonics, I will literally go to A-Rod's house and, like, just beat him with a bat. No, I should beat him with a bat, but I'll just show him pictures of J-Lo and Ben Affleck making out. I don't <laughs> The equivalent of meeting to a bat. I, I hate it either, Jared, I'll be honest. This would be, we were like the Sonics were as a kid I hated the Sonics because they were the rifles of the Timberwolves back when Minnesota was good. Like Ray Allen versus KG was a thing. Rashard Lewis I hated him too. Like Chris Wilcox, all these dudes I hated them all because they were like you know Gary Payton like all these guys I hated them when I was a kid. This would be like the most disrespectful thing of the Timberwolves fan base of all time. So what would you do? Would you leave? I would not go to Seattle. I would see if there's any other biz, if not keep them in Minnesota, because that fan base loves their team. 
I'm saying in the case that they go to Seattle and become the Sonics, what do you no, as a I'd fan? Be a terrible, see, I'd be a still a fan, but like it'd be like oh, weird man. being a Sonics fan. I do have Seattle SuperSonics themed shoes though already. All right. Like tens are the yeah. uh, the show the ones that um I think Ron Harper wore for them or somebody on the team that wore for them. I don't know. Hot take. Mm-hmm. Minnesota has not done shit with a basketball team. I know. Since the Lakers. The problem is they've also had the biggest moron of an owner for the best 20 years. Yeah, and now they have a competent owner, maybe, and he wants to move the team. So if the idiot owner wants to keep them in Minnesota, maybe that's not the move. Listen also, I think Seattle, Seattle is a more passionate basketball fan base than any other place in this country. I despise the state of Washington, so I, I – no, please don't <laughs> do this to me. Don't do this to me. Like, go to fucking Nashville or, you know, I don't care, anywhere. Just It also makes sense because they don't have to do a division realignment. They stay care. in the Fuck Northwest Seattle. Division. This is this goes out logic. This is just out of pure emotion. Fuck Seattle. I, Why I, do you hate Seattle and Washington so much? I don't like the North. I just don't like the, like, I don't like the Sonics. One off. Like, that's the number one reason. I've hated the Sonics my entire life. Well, good thing the Sonics haven't existed for over a decade. Exactly. Also, the Blazers-Sonics rivalry would be electric. That would be crazy. I, I need this to happen now. This No, this is me being selfish. Don't fucking care. Don't move him. Listen to Kevin Garnett, A-Rod. Don't be a fucking moron. A-Rod, move them. A-Rod, I will A-Rod, take back every... J-Lo left you, you bitch. <laughs> A-Rod, I will take back every mean thing I have ever said about you if you move this team to Seattle. Hey, Rod, why don't you just move him to Nashville? Because I've been hearing a lot of teams want to go to Nashville. <laughs> I, would, I would go see a thousand games right there. Hey, listen, the basketball realignment stupid as hell as it is, so why not? You know, also, the NBA would keep them in the Northwest Division. They would not do a realignment. Yeah, yeah. They'd just yeah. go, hey, Nashville, you're in the Northwest. They'd Same like, way just Memphis fly, guys. is in Plains the West. Exist. But like Milwaukee's in the e- what, what, yeah. is that? what is going on NBA? Adam Silver figured out. I will say the NBA like really really screwed up my perception of geography as a child. Same. Like, Memphis, like the Memphis example is perfect because I thought Memphis, dude, I straight up thought Memphis could have been right next to Alaska for all I cared. Like it was that far away. It's in the Western Conference. It's all right. See ya. Memphis is not near me then. They were the Vancouver Grizzlies when we were when we were very small. Yeah, yeah. And those jerseys, by the way, are awesome. Oh my god, they're gorgeous. What is it with the nineties? There were just so many great jerseys. Oh no, there were a lot of busts in the nineties. Oh, I know. I mean like so we just remember the good ones. Okay, so like let me like I'll go through it like quick. Like everyone remembers the Eagles Kelly Greens. Like now that the helmet rule goes out of effect, I think, this year or next year, I Jeffrey Lurie better be busting those out for the Philadelphia Eagles fans because I want, like, Miles Sanders busting off an 85-yarder in the Kelly Greens. Like, the Minnesota 2004 uniforms I fucking love. The ones with the trees around the neck. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. new ones are okay, but they're too modernized. They look stupid. The dumbest, yeah, block. the dumbest uniforms of all time were the Kevin Love era ones. Those ones are fucking ugly. Hey, Samir, I have a quick question. Yeah. What year were you born? 2001. What month were you born? August. I. What are you got? We're trying to get my my sign. Yeah. What's your social security number two and your mother's maiden name? <laughs> no. But so that means Samir has never been alive 
when the Vancouver Grizzlies existed. Oh, shit. Because their last time, their last season was 2000-2001 season, and they did not make the playoffs. And even if they did, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, Because 2001-2002, they played in Memphis. So, Samir's never known a world with the Vancouver Grizzlies. Also, Grizzlies in Memphis is fucking dumb, by the way. So bad. Is it worse than the Jazz in Utah, though? It couldn't possibly be worse than the Jazz in Utah. (laughs) No, it's not worse than the Jazz in Utah. That was maybe the worst named team in all of sports. I don't think anyone in Utah has ever listened to Jazz. Well, yeah, no, because Joseph Smith and Brigham Young called it the Devil's Music, even though they were long dead by the time Jazz was thing. Also, you know what is an underrated dumb name? The Los Angeles Lakers. Where the fuck are the lakes in L.A.? None. (laughs) Because it was from Minnesota, though, right? Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And Minnesota's like the land of a thousand lakes or whatever. So that makes sense. They They can't get rid of it. They should get rid of it now. But when they move, they should have become, I don't know, the L.A. Rivers or something. Okay. Can I also ask, what the fuck's a clipper? It's it's I looked this up a, a while back. I think it's like ships, something to do with like sailing ships, something like that. Yeah. The Pacific Ocean doesn't really strike me as a sailing place. It's still dumb. Like it's still like why do you have that as your name? Um, sure. One of the best sailors to like some of the best sailors to ever exist come from the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Is it the Maori. Okay, so maybe like I get like the Maori like, people were known for their like sailing and their shipbuilding, and they were. They colonized different islands long before Europeans got there. Okay, so I'll take that back. What I'll say is that, like, I think the America's Cup is up in San Francisco usually, right? Like that, like, sailing race or whatever. I don't fucking know. I'm not rich. Um, But I just I feel like the Clippers, they're coming to so much better naming for that franchise. Well, I mean, it, it probably comes from San Diego. They probably had, like, a big shipbuilding yard. True. Also... Uh, the Clippers are never going to win an NBA championship until never, not even if they move. They move from Buffalo to San Diego, then to L.A. Buffalo and San Diego, two of the worst luck when it comes to playoff success. True. They're never winning anything just because yeah. of the curse. See, I loved the I, I respected and actually kind of liked the Lakers growing up when they weren't playing like KG, the Celtics. They weren't playing my Timberwolves. I was rude because I love Kobe. It's so hard right now. I root, I root so hard against the Lakers right now. I cannot wait till LeBron retires. Well, LeBron yeah, for the Suns like they're my team the other day. Oh my god, I, me too. I, Devin Booker's become my new favorite human. Him and DeAndre Ayton. I'm just like, I was like, get that dub, boys. Come on. I think I think without AD, it's I think it's a wrap. I think because he's not playing game five. Shush, shut your damn mouth. All right, I'll knock on wood. Knock on wood. I'm sorry. Stop but, it. But come on, we all have stared down this bullet before. Don't like count LeBron out like in a series because. Well, no, because guys, LeBron's never going to be 100 percent again after spraining his ankle. So I think he's sprained. <laughs> he's okay. 99. That's what they said. <laughs> uh, boys, do your Celtics stave off elimination tonight? Or the, or, no. 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 They're they're about to lose by 30. (laughs) Guaranteed. And Tatum will drop 60 and will still lose. Uh, Trailblazers. going to drop 60. The rest of the team will drop maybe 40. And then Griffin, Kyrie, KD, and Harden are going to combine for like 130. And then the rest of the team will get 10. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that uh, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We're kind of just phoning it in at this point. Like, like Boston's got a lot of shit to figure out. <laughs> Kemba's out. Is out. Done. We're just like, screw it. It's over. Yeah, I, just, I mean, you know, Walker's out. Marcus Smart's probably looking on Zillow right now to find a, a home in his new city for next season. Kemba's wants Kemba wants to look on Zillow, but he's like, no, I, I don't want to get traded. I don't want to look on it. And Jason Tatum and is just chilling. He's just probably, I don't know, getting deuce his bottle and be like, I wonder who the fuck I'm going to play with next year. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who my coach is going to be. If Smart leaves, that'll be devastating. Uh, He might get traded. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. uh, we, I think personally, we just trade Kemba. I know people have been, I, we'll, we'll get off the Celtics talk, but I, 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 I think Kemba will get weird. you more. Send Kemba to the Knicks. <laughs> You want to talk about an explosion of fandom? Like, the dude's from New York. Like, that'd be lit. I, another aging point guard who can score? Oh, boy. There is a 0.0000000000001% chance that Danny Ainge trades Kemba in division to a rising team that just made the playoffs and played very well. Shocking. Unless we get RJ. There is a zero point zero 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 one percent chance that the Knicks would trade RJ for Kemba. Any package around Kemba, the Knicks are not gonna go. Yeah, you get up RJ Barrett. Want AJ Barrett? We or RJ Barrett? We have enough wings. We need a center and a point guard. We said that until we were we said we had enough wings until this season and we became incredibly thin at the wing position i guess i guess rj barrett's starting caliber wing player at this point we have two starting caliber wing players i need i want a big man and a point guard fair enough um trailblazers nuggets side to zero right now who you think's got tonight nuggets i think they're too good honestly no Jamal Murray, and they're still smacking teams. That's what I love about this team. <laughs> they're missing their best yeah. score, and they're still smacking teams. Um, and last but not least, the, the game that Samir almost jinxed, Lakers-Suns. Should we just not pick this one to not jinx it? I don't want to pick it either. I just thought uh, go right. Suns. That's all I'm going to say. Go Suns. We, we know who we're all picking. Let's just move on. All right. Uh, tomorrow it's um, Wizards 76ers. I got these. I got the Wizards because no Joel Embiid. Yeah. Russ is gonna be attacking that basket like a psychopath. Um, Knicks Hawks. Knicks in seven, baby. We're doing this. I become a Knicks I, fan. I think so. I become a Knicks fan only for this. I think so. I can't stand Trey Young. I don't know what about him pisses me off, but he just irritates me. Like at least Steph Curry looks likable. Like this kid just annoys the hell out of me. Uh, I have the Hawks. Uh, I hate Trey Young, but he's a damn good player. They got a good team. Also, fun fact, one of the early things I wrote for Belly Up was how the Hawks are, like, next up in the East. And then, like, a month later, someone joined Belly Up and wrote an identical blog about it. 
Tell us after the show who it was, because I kind of think I remember who it was, and it was hysterical. Because I think you complained about it for like 20 minutes. Um, uh, with good reason, obviously. Grizzlies, Jazz, I want to see John Morant win. I do. I just don't think they have enough firepower. The Jazz, is just with Donovan Mitchell back, are too good. Yeah. I, yeah, I want John Morant. I wish John Morant all the happiness in the world. I love that man watching him play. Like I watched the uh, double, the overtime game against the, like, I think I came back from the bar like two week, a weekend ago and I got to watch him take on Steph in one of the best like games I'd watched in the NBA in years. I was like, Holy crap. This is incredible. Uh, and the last one, of course, is Mavs Clippers. Uh, give me Luca. I love Luca more than I, I Luca. I think outside of Boston and, in the Celtics, anyone on the Celtics, Luka is my favorite player. If I were to be a sexual for any star, it would be Luka. That guy is amazing. Oh, fair he's enough. the Eli Manning. He's the Eli Manning of basketball. That's why I love him. But he's not as oh, dumb as he's as hell to Luka. Shit. Yeah, he's just a he's white Luka's boy. Luka's like skilled and he's like fun to watch. Eli was atrocious to watch. He just won titles. Like. I disagree. I think Eli was pretty fun to watch. I think he gets like boy. Yes, you got it there. That's about all the comparisons yeah. I have. All right. Uh, Kev, you got something weird for me brought to you by our friends at Yeet Sunglasses. Check out our promo code, of course, Yeet's official at Instagram. Um, I'm wearing the Aquas right now. These are gorgeous sunglasses, polarized. They're inexpensive. They're well-made. My mom used to work at a sunglasses shop, so I know good quality sunglasses. I'm wearing a pair right now. I love them. They're great. They're very comfortable. Um, promo code corner booth at checkout for 10% off. Kevin, you got something weird for me? I do. So yesterday was Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not going to talk about the catcher is a spy. Uh, the, I forget his name, but. I think we did that we'll two years ago. What? I think we did that two years ago. Okay, well, guess Fun fact, uh, in 1917, Boston Braves first baseman Hank Gowdy was the first active MLB player to enlist, enlist for service in World War I. That was today, 104 years ago. Other fun fact, he's the only baseball player to fight in both World War I and World War II. Wow. He must have been like a baby when he enlisted in World War I. Uh, in World War One, he was. Uh, let me do some quick maths. Let me see. No, not divided by. Well, I thought I, I think I don't think. He was... I think. I think Samir's our... dead. Samir's Wi-Fi is dead. Samir's Wi-Fi at home. Thank awesome. you, sir. He was 28 when he enlisted in World War One. Oh my God, he must have been old as hell by the time he got that done. So let's see. Let's just say he enlisted in 41. Yeah, he was 42 when he enlisted for World War Two. Then, at least. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and thank he's you for also, your service. You know. Well, he's dead. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, is why it's a Memorial Day thing. He died in 1966 at the age of 76. So, yeah, he was an old man. Wow. He has the record also for the most unsuccessful Hall of Fame induction attempts without ever having been enshrined in the hall. 
So now he can only appear on the ballot up to 15 times, but he received votes for 17 years. Wow. Uh, Ed Ed Roush, Roush, whatever, has a record for most attempts at 19, but he was later enshrined by the Veterans Committee. There you go. All right. Last call. Kick the smooth jazz. Talk some Aaron Rodgers here. So this is open to the floor. Boys, you are feel free to comment. It's a free-flowing discussion today as we we're calling it for last call. At least we got to start. I'll take the lead, obviously, because, you know, I love hearing myself talk. Um, Aaron Rodgers, of course, June 1st was the day that everyone said it was going to happen. Something was going to happen. We we're going to hear something. As of today, the only thing we've heard is that Aaron Rodgers will not be traded by the Green Bay Packers. I'm calling bullshit because that man isn't suiting up in green and gold ever again. I would bet probably half my savings count on it because I don't think you can mend that bridge. They could go out, get another receiver to help out Demonte Adams. They could go out, get more offensive line help. And it wouldn't matter because from what I've heard from guys through Mac, Pat McAfee show, NFL insiders on Twitter from stories from the Green Bay Packers and everything else. It's not even even Colin Coward actually had a pretty good insight in this. It's not Alex Smith actually had a pretty good point about everything. He said, and it all came out of the same thing. Rogers didn't like how after so many years he didn't have a seat at the table when it came to discussions. And I think that's the biggest thing here. And you know, as an as an adult man, you want to have discussions in your own future. This is something you make money off. This is something you want to do with the rest of your life. Aaron Rodgers has maybe three or four more years left of being good before his career is over. So not getting a seat at the table from Mark Murphy and the rest of the Green Bay Packers executives, I think that was the defining reason why he wants out. So it's June 1st. I honestly place a bet by June 15th he's not a Green Bay Packer anymore. I will certainly bet that he's not going to be a Green Bay Packer by the start of the season. I just think right now that relationship across who they get is is irreparable. And uh, good for Aaron Rodgers for sticking it to Green Bay because they did this to Favre, and they did it to him. And Rodgers just is like, I'm not, I'm not taking this. So, Kevin Samir, floor is yours. Sound off on the Rodgers thing. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I've, I'm drawing a lot of similarities. I think to Brady here. Because I think uh, towards the end of Brady's run, uh, of course, it's, uh, you know, a much different situation in terms of where the team's at. But I think that uh, Brady wanted to be or Brady wanted to be treated like Manning, where Manning ran Peyton ran the Colts or wherever he was. Uh, Brady never had that kind of treatment. He never got to he never had a bunch of, you know, he couldn't just be like, I want this guy cut. He gets cut. Payton could do that. Uh, I'm sure Rodgers wants that kind of power and that kind of uh, say within an organization. And I don't think the Packers certainly didn't give him that, as we can see what they do in the draft. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's a matter of when you become this great of a quarterback, you want to have the Manning treatment. And I think, do we have Peyton Manning to blame for all this? There's a, there possibly. Uh, but I just think, you know, I think it is it's important because I think Rodgers 
has the quarterback. And when you're the quarterback, I think you should have some sort of leadership position among the team uh, when it comes to personnel even. Because, you know, this is the team that you're going out there and leading every week. So, you know, you should have a say, at least someone. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is notorious for not being a leader on that team, not being a good leader. Uh, and that's the kind of person he is. Like, I'm not saying necessarily the quarterback has to be the leader. Yeah, they lead the offense, but they don't have to be a team leader. I think Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were both leaders on the team in and of themselves, how they acted. They didn't just lead the offenses. They set an example for the team. Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. So him asking for this kind of control is a little asinine. He's won one Super Bowl. He's not an all-time great. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play. He's not one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. I don't think he's a top-five quarterback all-time. With that being said, Green Bay has also wasted his career. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. I understand why he wants out. I think he should get out. I have no issue with him requesting a trade or demanding a trade. I do have an issue with him demanding a trade because he did not get extensive personnel say. I mean, I see your point. I mean, has Rodgers lived up to his his potential? Oh, hell no. But I also think he sees what... At at the same time, Green Bay should have surrounded him with weapons. He shouldn't have say on individual players. He should not be able to say, I want this guy and I want this guy cut. But he should be able to say, I I just want weapons. Please give me a receiver besides Devontae Adams. Okay, so there were two instances they kept bringing up. And it was John Kuhn and Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, of course, was Aaron Rodgers' boy. They were drafted around the same time. That was his dude. Jordy basically said, hey, I want to come back for basically nothing. And Green Bay basically told him to kick rocks. And the John Kuhn thing, they basically just cut him and didn't even like offer him like a chance to restructure his contract. Another one of Rodgers' boys. So it's it's been long coming, I think, that it's becoming public knowledge now because, you know, social media and everything else. But, like... The Jordy Nelson stuff, that was, you know, what, six, seven, eight years ago, Jordy Nelson signed with the Raiders. So it was that long ago? Feels like it. Five, at least five years. Three. Three? 2018. So three or four. My point exactly, though, that Rodgers has had animosity for this franchise for a while. The Mike McCarthy thing. Definitely did not help it at all. And when they just hired Matt, Matt LaFleur, I mean, he has no issue with LaFleur, obviously. He's even come out and said, like, like he has no issue with the coaching staff and the players. We did a Kenny interview. But I think this just replace, this relationship is, irreplace, is beyond repair. I even want to, like, reach out to some of our Packers friends because, you know, Kevin, we are so loved by Packers Nation. Um I live rent-free in Packers fans' heads. I got to start tweeting about Devontae Adams again because I got some good engagement on that. I mean, we also should talk about free Aaron Rodgers. I think that should be a shirt. Well, after Julio, we need another guy to free. free we should probably take down the free to Sean shirt. <laughs> I'm actually going to do that now. Uh, I'm do that after this. Uh, that's... That's not good. I'm going to take that off the belly up store. Oh, my God. I thought about that's a thing still. Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, um, that wraps up for last call. I am your amazing host, Mr. Jerry Clem. Uh, that is my right-hand man and host of the Tailgate in the Quad pod, Mr. Kev. 
uh, and my amazing intern, Samir, who's in his final in, uh, semester's intern before he becomes full-time in the fall for us. He becomes a uh, leader of the goon squad, and he gets his own Samir, intern. Samir, don't do it. Run. <laughs> Samir, I told Samir he's going to get to boss around an intern next semester. He got so excited. I got giddy. <laughs> I can't wait. And, of course, this show is brought to you by our friends at Ballsy, but also these amazing dudes at and ladies at Yeats sunglasses i am blown away i i got mine in the mail today our boy pat our marketing wizard got them in the mail as well um what but once again um promo code corner booth yeats official on instagram also if you buy a pair and you tag them you get 10 percent off on your next order so it's nothing to do right there at the Yeats official corner booth promo code one word i'm jared that's kevin that's samir pat's back thursday for live stream Enjoy this beautiful weather, at least out here in the Northeast. I'm doing my episode outside right now. So, Can I peace. say one last thing before we sign off? Say your piece. Ever since Toilet and Rooster caused a big stink about your me and going, going ham uh, on the 3-0 pitch, he's batting 166. Fuck you, Tony LaRusso. Fuck you, Tony LaRusso. <laughs> Fuck Tony LaRusso. Sorry. Oh, all right. I'm looking <laughs> to take this shirt down. <laughs> right. Peace, folks. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.